L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com, one place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Hi, guys, and welcome to another new episode of You Need Therapy Podcast. My name is Kat, and I am the host. If you are new or newer and and maybe we haven't met even through the podcast, I want to say hi and introduce myself. If you're like, who is this girl? Why does she have this podcast called You Need Therapy? Well, I am a licensed therapist that lives and works in Nashville. And a couple years ago, I decided that it would be very cool to bring some of the conversations that I find myself having all of the time with clients into the world for anyone and everyone to get a chance to experience. And my hope, while this podcast is not therapy and it cannot serve as therapy or a replacement for therapy, it may at some point encourage you to dig deeper into the parts of you and or your life that otherwise maybe would have gone ignored or noticed. So happy Monday or whatever day it is that you might be listening to this. I am recording this on a Friday, a very rainy Friday, which I'm not a big fan of rainy days. I know some people love them. I don't know. They kind of bring me down. Anyway, I thought today would be a nice day for us to have more of like a little one-on-one chat. And I want to talk about something that I don't think I have really talked about a lot on here. And that thing is closure. So we're going to address closure today. And I'm going to be mostly referring to and relating to romantic relationships and closure through the ending of those. And at the same time, as I talk, I think you can adjust this to different areas of your life as well. So use the content as you need. And if you need to interject closure with a loss of a friendship or a job or something like that, you can do that. So before we get going, let's lay some groundwork around what closure even is. So in basic terms, closure refers to finding a firm answer about something so that you don't have to live with ambiguity, which just is a fancy word for like this like unknown. And when you find closure in a relationship, the premise is that then you can accept that the relationship is over or that's what the people are saying, right? So finding closure allows you to figure out why the relationship has ended. You get answered your question. So then you can, in quotes, move on. And then you can let go of the lingering emotional issues from your, from your past, from that relationship. 
and and that's the idea around it i think and i think that's the general consensus of what we are if putting in our minds as we're talking about closure i need closure i want to find closure i need to ask for closure all that so we have established here before that humans are storytellers right we understand we view we conceptualize our world through a series of stories now, in a story, there's usually a clear beginning, there's a middle, there's an end, and there are boundaries within storytelling. Boundaries that help us feel safe, we feel understood, and we are like on this trajectory that just makes sense. And we as human beings just really, 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 really love when things make sense. It is a natural and human experience to want to understand things. There is nothing wrong with that. And I just need to say that from the get-go. I'll probably say it one million times. We want things to make sense. And we want things to make sense through the lens of a story arc. Because that's what we know. And that's what we're familiar with. And that's what we've been taught. And when we are left in the middle of a story without any direction, we feel anxious and awkward. And when we are cut off from a story in any kind of event that feels fast and outside of our previous trajectory, we feel confused and we can become like hyper-focused on figuring out like what went awry because we got to finish that story. We got to write that story. We got to make sense of the story. And the truth is as well, we are storytellers at the same time. When we do figure things out, we actually like feel better from like a chemical, like brainwave standpoint. Even if it's for like a second, we do feel better when we figure things out. When we put stories in a neat box, when we have aha moments, when we find the answer to something, we get a little shot of dopamine. And if you guys, <laughs> this is making me think of, I've become a, a big Wordle fan. Um, I don't know if any of you guys, I'm sure some of you do the Wordle every day. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, just type in Wordle to Google and you'll get a thing that pops up and it's just like a little a word game. And like every morning when I figure out the word, if I figure it out, I get that like rush of like, oh yes, I got it. And then right after that, I'm like, I can't wait till tomorrow. And that's kind of what I'm talking about. That's a perfect experience of and a perfect example of like us getting a shot of dopamine. And then what happens, and this is the issue, is that just like we get that shot when we do the world, that shot really only keeps us satisfied for a minor period of time. But it feels really good. So we want to do it again. And if the ending isn't something that feels good when we are creating these stories and we're, and we're trying to find these answers and we're coming up with these like resolutions in our mind and all of that, if the ending isn't something that feels good, then we're going to end up continuing to ask questions and make up scenarios in like a cyclical way to continue to get that shot. So like we'll make up the story and, and maybe it's like something that like doesn't feel good to us, but at the same time it gives us a shot of dopamine because figuring something out feels good. But then we have that part of us that's like, oh, this doesn't feel good. So then we do it again and we do it again and we do it again. It's easier to see when somebody else is doing it or we've had friends, family members, people in our lives that you've watched do that thing where they're like figure out answers to things and they're putting like the ending to that story. But then right after that, there comes another question that is almost sometimes like a very similar version of the same question asked in a different way. We'll get to that later of why we do that. So I know that the idea that only you can give yourself closure is kind of like a hot topic in the therapy, mental health world. I think any kind of helping world, it's kind of a hot topic. Some people will live, breathe, and want to die on the hill 
that this idea that only you can give yourself closure is an extremely invalidating and unhelpful piece of generalized advice. And we should retire, delete, and forget this idea that only we should give ourselves closure. And on the other side, there's people that want to live, breathe, and die on the hill that like you are the only one that can give yourself closure. And it becomes a very direct, straightforward piece of advice that we want to just like, you know, hand out to anybody who's hurting or in pain or asking those questions. So we have these two extremes. I personally am in the middle of this debate as you, if you know me, if you've gotten to know me through this podcast, you probably know at this point that I sit in the gray area of a lot of things. There's some things I definitely don't. This one is one of them. I don't think that we can say that in all cases of life that you and only you should and can give yourself the closure that you need to carry on after an experience of loss. I don't think that that fits. On the other end, I don't think it's appropriate to say that like we always need to go to these people and ask for closure that like might not be healthy, safe, or able to give us what it is that we're looking for. Now, when we are left in the middle of a story in an unexpected way, when we sit with questions upon questions that lead to other questions and then more questions, that can very much like weaken our sense of self and damage our ability to really trust the world and, and people when we are left in the middle of the story that like just doesn't make sense. And we can't make sense of it based on the information that we have in our brain about that scenario. It can really cause us a lot of pain that impacts the way we view ourselves, the way we view relationships, people, the world in general. So closure or really an understanding of what happened can help us put roadblocks up where our imagination can like mistakenly take us, which is where we end up getting that damaged sense of self in in view of the world. When our imagination just takes us on all these wild rides that it like really has no business going and doing. So when we are refused closure or answers to like seemingly like appropriate questions, like if I end a relationship and it seems like everything's going fine and I'm like what happened how did your feelings change like I thought you loved me why did you decide seemingly that feels like an appropriate question to ask somebody that you might have been in a very intense intimate relationship with but when we are refused those answers what's going to happen is we are going to create attempt after attempt to understand what happened in order to like understand the past present and like the future like we're going to continue to do like almost this own like inside of our brain and investigation although sometimes it turns into like stalking on social media talking to their friends calling doing all these things it overtakes us and then we lean into these questions versus like what happened it's what did i do how could someone i trusted do this and that's really where this damaged sense of self comes in So, like I said before, it feels a bit off to say that someone giving us clear-cut answers to help us create an accurate story can't, won't, and shouldn't help us. I mean, I think that, like, I wish that that could be the thing, that we could have clear answers to help us, like, you know, put the story together so we can leave this relationship or experience and go to the next one feeling good, healthy, safe, connected. Like, honestly, I'm thinking about a specific relationship of mine ended a while ago, five years ago, and when we broke up, it... Two weeks before we broke up, he basically took me to dinner and told me he wanted to marry me. I was thinking we were going to have this life together. And then two weeks later, he sits me down out of the blue and it's just like, I'm confused. I, we just need to end things. Like it took me a while to even realize he was breaking up with me. Cause I was like, wait, what? No, I'm sitting here thinking like if he would have sat me down and told me why he really was ending our relationship, which there actually was a clear answer. 
instead of telling me he was just confused and he didn't have any idea why he can't find himself wanting to like propose even though he loves me, my life at that point, I think would have been a little easier because I would have had answers and I wouldn't have had to create 1 million scenarios in my head. Would it take my pain away? Oh, absolutely not. And I think that's where we get a little confused. But I don't know, would it stop me from creating scenarios where, I mean, and I did this and I don't have any shame saying this because I think a lot of us do this, where I would find myself creating all these stories in my head about after he realized he made this big mistake and, and he was just scared and avoided and we would have had this great connection that like really I probably got from like some like Netflix special TV movie idea and then like we were going to connect and then we we're going to get married and we we're going to have this like happily ever after and it was going to be this like, sweet amazing thing. I don't know if if that would have completely stopped me from doing that. And on this other side, I don't know if it would completely stop me from demonizing every action that I, I made in that relationship in the last year and and if it would have totally stopped me from from questioning my worth. I can't know that for sure because it didn't happen. And at the same time, I think it would have helped. It would have aided in my complete confusion and utter disbelief and my inability to like want to engage in another relationship. I think if I had a better understanding of what happened and what this person was experiencing and feeling, I think it would have made a difference. It wouldn't have made the situation less painful at all. I do want to say that again. It would not have made the situation less painful because just because somebody falls out of love with you or decides they don't love you or leaves you doesn't mean that you don't still love them. That's a whole other thing. Getting closure doesn't mean I don't love you anymore at all. That is time, space, energy, and all the things above. But I really do think if I knew why this person was leaving me, I wouldn't have spent so much time trying to create scenarios in my brain where either this wasn't true or this was 1000% my fault. I think it would help. It wouldn't do all the work, but it would help. Hey guys, Kat here, and I have something very important to talk to you guys about. Now, I know you're used to hearing me talk about therapy and how important it can be for you and how transformative it can be for you in your life. But if you're somebody who's tried therapy and it just hasn't done the trick, or you just need a little extra boost, I think I've found the next best thing. And the next best thing might just be Cozy Earth and their bamboo sheets and their bamboo pajamas. It feels like you are stepping into a buttery, cozy, warm, and cool hug all at the same time. And that's just their pajamas. Don't even get me started on their sheets. As soon as I touched them, I said, okay, we're changing the sheets right now. And the bonus is they come in this really cute travel tote so you can take your sheets with you wherever you go. Elevate your summer getaway with Cozy Earth's luxurious bedding and loungewear, ensuring the comfort of home wherever you roam. We're all in luck because you can discover your next destination for ultimate comfort at Cozy Earth. Visit CozyEarth.com and use our code UNEED at checkout to get 35% off. Yes, 35% off. And let them know that we sent you You Need Therapy after you check out. L-A-S-I-K lasik.com have a ton of questions about lasik you're not alone that's why we created lasik.com one place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind like how much does lasik cost how long does recovery take how do i find a doctor if you've been thinking about lasik 
Go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. And here is the other thing that I really want you to hear. Having closure, again, does not mean that you don't care. It doesn't mean we're not sad. It doesn't mean you're not disappointed. I think that what we miss is that closure is supposed to be about understanding, not not the lack of care or feelings. I can understand something and still be very, very, very distraught, upset, depressed, all of the above. When you're thinking about closure and, and your relationship and what you need, are you looking for a way to feel differently or are you looking for a way to conceptualize what happened and put accurate meaning to a story. And I think this is the problem and why this advice about you being the only one that can offer closure comes into play. Because often we will not and cannot get the closure, in quotes, we really desire, and by closure I mean answers. So in attempts to mitigate that uneasiness, we say the only closure you need is closure within yourself, or all you need to do is tell yourself that it's over and move on. Like I think that's where that kind of comes from. I don't know. I think it makes a hell of a lot more sense to say when you are unable to get the answers that you need or want, maybe that's a better word there, want, you are able to create that closure within a different context on your own. It's not the same thing. They're different things. The advice that only you can give yourself closure is so popular these days, like so popular. I see it all the time on like Instagram and TikTok and just like there's so many like really like clickbaity quotes out there that are that tell you that. And I think it, it, it feels good to hear that a lot of times. And again, I don't think that that's totally wrong. I, I wouldn't say the only closure that you need is closure from yourself. I think that going back to what I said earlier, if you're unable to get the answers that you're looking for, I want you guys to know that you're able to create closure within a different context on your own. That's possible. But I think why this has become so popular is one, we as humans always want to fix things for other people. Like we don't just as much as we don't like discomfort. We don't like discomfort in other people either. And this idea that like you only need the closure that you can find within yourself. It offers the person looking for the closure, the illusion like of control in a situation where honestly, if we're looking at this realistically, they feel like they have no control because maybe they didn't decide that this relationship or this event or whatever this thing is that left or is gone, they didn't have the control on that, that decision. And the idea is not bad or wrong in, in that sense because what it's also saying is we can actually take ownership and agency of our own lives and our own stories. And I think that that's okay. And I wonder... You know, I like to wonder a lot. I wonder what would happen if we were attuned to the idea that it actually can be okay when we don't have control. There's a bigger idea in this whole closure conversation. Like, what if we attuned ourselves and we turned ourselves to this place where it's okay when we don't have control? Because this place of you have to give yourself the closure that you need 
it like pumps you up in this way that like I can control my life and I can control my destiny and I can control and totally I think it's appropriate to like take control when we can't take control but when we don't have control of over things sometimes I think there's space for us to identify and sit with the fact and truth that like we don't always need control to be okay not comfy definitely not comfy but we don't always need a control to be okay and you know it's talking about this in the very beginning of this conversation we see this in other people more than we see it in ourselves, which is natural. It can be pretty hard to watch somebody else go through like the constant repeating of questions when the truth is that the answers that they're looking for, they, they've already been told or said or even non-verbally said. They've already been given. And I experience this a lot because I sit, my job is to sit with people who a lot of times are in these like places and I just sit with them and, and, and get to hear the real in their head and the questions that they're asking and the back and forth and we can find some resolution on something and the next week they come in and it's like we're back to the same thing but they're saying it in a different way and I'm like this is literally the same thing but here we go. So that's very natural. We all do that at times. And I think the repeating of these scenarios of what they said, of what she said, of what uh, he said, and, and the repeating of these questions in different ways. And when we keep coming back to these questions after we have answers and we're like, this just doesn't make sense, even though like they've given us the answer. I think that comes down to this. I believe we end up asking the same questions and we keep looking for closure when really we have been given the answers that we've been looking for and we have the ability to create the closure that we need in ourselves. The reason that we like have a hard time with this is because in our head, we keep looking for closure. But in reality, we are hoping that at some point we will hear a different answer. We're not even really looking for closure. We're trying to get the story to be different. We're looking for an answer that makes everything better, an answer that takes our pain away. And that's where I can fully get on board with the idea that closure gets to be something we create. And maybe it's not closure we need. It's hope. Maybe it's not closure we need. It is hope. Because when we're putting all of our energy and all of our attention into understanding somebody else's behavior, thoughts, words, whatever it is, a lot of times there's no way for us to fully understand it because we're not them. But we do somersaults in our brains. When we get answers, we don't like them. So we ask the question in a different way, trying to get different answers, saying that we need closure. Really, we're trying to get the story to change so we can feel better. So it's not really closure we're looking for. It's hope. Sometimes there isn't a good, heavy, tangible reason why something ended. That's hard to sit with. It's not always about the person being crazy or an asshole or you being too much or not enough. It's not always about that. Sometimes, sure, it can be, but often like things end because they end and they didn't work. And I don't think we need any more information other than that sometimes. Sometimes we do, but sometimes we don't. And our attempts to find closure are just attempts to like rewrite the story in the way that you wanted it to happen. There are plenty of people in my past that I did not want to continue a relationship with for no other reason than I just didn't feel it. I didn't think they were weird or gross or not good enough. It just wasn't a match. I couldn't give them a reason why. And sometimes I'm like, well, maybe I, in, in lower stake scenarios, I'm thinking about like, maybe I wanted somebody who um, had a different sense of humor. Well, I don't want them to change their sense of humor for me. That's like who they are as a person. Like there's, that's not like anything we can do anything about. And I would really hate for the people that either like there wasn't really a heavy reason or if it was a reason like that, like I would hate for them to search the rest of their lives for answers to questions that are actually irrelevant, but answers offer us a sense of peace and control. And like I said, 
even if the answers are happy and fun, they're answers. And we want that control and we want that peace. But can we find peace in the form of hope? And on the other side of that, I think that there sometimes are good, heavy reasons. And with that, sometimes we might not know those reasons for a long time. And when we, it, hits us, it like hits us like a ton of bricks, like, oh, it all makes sense now. But we can't control the timing of when that ends up making sense to us. Often when things end and there is a reason, it will not make sense to us, even when we hear the answers, because we don't want those answers to be true. That's the issue with this idea of closure. I feel like I've said that one million times, but I you know, like to you know, hit things home. And what makes sense to one human can be very painful for another person. So sometimes it's not about understanding that person's perspective when something has ended. It's about accepting that person's perspective and finding understanding in ours. If we end up using someone else's answers as the foundation for our truth, we can still write inaccurate stories about who we are. Because we write a story about who we are through the lens of somebody else. And I don't think that's fair or helpful. So when you hear the somewhat harsh response of, you don't need closure, you don't need answers, you just need to acknowledge that it's over and decide to move on. When you hear that, maybe what's underneath that is the idea that hope can exist where despair lives. I can be in great pain and know that there's great joy ahead. I can be upset, pissed, and very confused. And in that, also acknowledge that life still has the ability to show me peace and excitement. And I don't need a wrap and you don't need to wrap a bow, a pretty, really pretty, beautiful, like fancy professional bow on your past to see that. We just need to acknowledge that our past is our past. Our world gets too heavily reliant on control too often where control is impossible or not really necessary. And I get it. I really do. This is not me preaching to people about things that I don't struggle with. This is me talking about things that I also can be in with you at times. The world is freaking scary and unpredictable, and it's totally understandable to want to feel safe, to want to have direction. But not every ending comes with a puzzle to solve. Or maybe there is a puzzle, but it's not yours to solve. Or we don't need to solve it right now. Because solving a puzzle doesn't actually always offer the safety and security and peace that we think it will. Sometimes that just leaves us with this desire and hunger for like the next puzzle. Like I feel every morning when I want the next wordle. So, you know, I, I think I'm still through this conversation in the middle of this place around closure comes from answers from other people and closure comes from yourself. I think answers at times can be helpful and answers at times can be meaningless and or painful depending on who we are, what our stories have already involved and how we conceptualize, feel and know hope. And I'm sitting here kind of wrapping this up thinking maybe this is not the outcome you wanted to hear when you clicked on this podcast episode, maybe you are looking for answers here too. Answers to help you finally put the nail in your own closure saga. And if you're a regular listener, you know that I'm a sucker for leaving things in your own hands. I'm a firm believer that I can offer feedback and some thoughts, but I can't give you a lot of finality when it comes to your story, your brain, and your heart. So if you are looking for me to give you the answers so that you can go and find your own closure in a very mathematical, tangible, all-encompassing way that can be, you know, adjusted to any human at all times, you're probably going to be disappointed because I can't do that. Humans are different. Experiences are different. Our brains are all different. Our hearts are all different. So I'm going to leave you with this. If we were to turn our efforts to fostering hope, hope for what is meant for me rather than what I had planned for my life, 
rather than finding straight up closure, which is, again, going back to the beginning, answers so we don't have to sit in ambiguity. Would I be able to give myself the chance to rest, the chance to breathe, and the chance to start living in my present that I have been desperately longing for? I'm not sure. I can't answer that question for you, but I want you to play with it. I want you to try it out. I want you to sit with it, touch it, get to know it. And maybe the solution that we're looking for isn't the answers to how to find closure. It's the idea around shifting our need for control to a desire for hope. So I'm going to leave you with that. I hope you have the day you need to have. And remember, as always, you can connect and find me a couple ways. You can email me if you have a question around this or any other episode we've done or just anything in general. You can send that to Catherine at UniTherapyPodcast.com. You can also just email me to say hi because I like to you know, know who you are. I don't always answer the emails. I, I try my best. It's really hard for me. Hey, my brain is always everywhere, but I do appreciate them and I do read them. But you can email me. You can follow me at cat.defada and you can follow the podcast at uneedtherapypodcast.com. So have the day you need to have, feel your feelings, explore the hope, and I will talk to you guys on Wednesday for Couch Talks. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.